Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. The Friday football feast continues on the Carmen and Yurko Show. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Homewood. If you are with us, you can still see the show on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Yeah, we are live on the south side for our final football feast of the year. Hopefully we do this again for the 2024 NFL campaign. Uh, We're wrapping it up this week here at Buffalo Wild Wings on Halstead, 175th in Halstead in Homewood. We're giving away Bears Packers tickets for the game in Lambeau Sunday, plus a $250, pretty impressive, $250 Buffalo Wild Wings gift card. Get uh, get over here and see us. Stick around. Don't be shy. Come on by. Get some food. Get some ice cold Miller Lite. Five dollar Miller Lights. Tom, you know who this? They're is starting up? the We Want Fields chair. Yeah, I got you. Do you know that uh, this is the home of Randy Merkin? This is the home of Randy yeah. Merkin. Yes. Yeah, the Homewood Flossmore uh, program's got a big radio program there. Yes. So there's a lot of guys in the radio industry that, in the city of Chicago. Yes. Chuck Garfine. This have, is the home of Chuck. That have spent some time at Homewood mm-hmm. Flossmore High School, mm-hmm. and they have uh, produced some top-notch radio and television talent top over the notch. course of time. How do you like that? Is it? Yes. Top-notch. Top top-notch. Without, without mentioning the other station, you know, just yes. say, just recognize that some of the talent over there has come from this notch. direction. Uh, Abdallah, Abdallah, jump on the mic back at the shop real quick, because Adam t- uh, texted me this. Is this from uh, Colleen Kane, who covers the Bears for the Tribune? Hello, friends. Uh, we, what's that? Hello, friends. Hello. Hello, Adam. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Hello. Good. What was this? Was this from an event today where yeah, Kevin so, Warren was? So Kevin Warren uh, and his wife were donated a million dollars to Lurie's Children's Hospital today. That's awesome. Uh, so there were a bunch of media members there, and he answered a few questions uh, about, you know, the state of the Bears and whatnot. Okay, we can read some of these. By the way, I'd love to be able to someday donate a million dollars to something. I really would, for a lot of reasons. I'm going to be donating $10 today. Um, because you feel great like to be philanthropic and like help something as important as Children's Lurie uh, Children's Hospital or any other great cause. And um, obviously, you'd be filthy rich to be able to donate a million dollars. It'd be kind of nice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah, maybe he didn't get my letter for the uh, Nico and Jake Scholarship Foundation. <laughs> I mean, they can't that? even send us golf shoes for crying out loud. He's donating a million dollars to Lurie. Uh, we know. Priorities. Priorities. Good for Kevin Warren. That's awesome. Yeah, congratulations. All right, so I'll read this. Adam sent me this. At the Lurie's event, Kevin Warren answered two Bears questions before reporters were told that he'd answer no more. First, about Matt Eberflus's future. We just continuously will we we just continuously will stay focused on finishing the season strong. Then take a big picture, methodical look at everything. Okay, and if Kevin Warren, uh, let's see, and then Kevin Warren on his if you were happy about where this Bears team is at, I think I got a. Hold on. I'm trying to get this on my phone right now. Yeah, I'm I, reading I, this I, off my phone. Sorry. I can see it. Okay. Uh, Kevin Warren, if he's happy where the Bears are at, I'm very pleased with the energy of our team. It's not only on game day. It's around practices, around Hallis Hall, just the energy. You see it in the locker room. Guys are playing hard. They're competing. And so we'll continually just build forward as a franchise. But I'm just very energized as a... But I'm really, uh, oh my God, I'm sorry. My eyes are bad, and this is like you so small. I got it. I, got, I can me, see it. 
But I'm just really energized as a franchise where we are with what we have going uh, with the stadium. What the hell's going with the stadium? What we have going internally, building our brand, and what we have going on with our football team. So a little bit of everything there. What's going on with the stadium? What could they be excited about? Nothing. Nothing has happened. They raised uh, Arlington Park, right? There's nothing with the Arlington stadium. Park is gone. It's just a big... You might be selling that. Yeah. They, well, they don't know yet. But well, the other things... Okay. The first half of that quote is uh, what's interesting, Carm. Because he's ta- he sounds like polls sounded at him. Is that what you're getting out of it? Yes. I'm saying... He sounded that- like what polls... When polls met the media, what was that, after the sweat deal? Yes. When he was raving about Eberflus, right? Yes. And the, the mood around and the, the, the mood around the locker room, practice, continue, and the fact that he said we will continue to build this franchise. Well, that's what they do. Well, he Our- wouldn't really answer anything directly about Eberflus, but then right. I think there's... You can read between the lines a little bit in what he said after that. Architects built. That's architects what they do. do build. They build. Well, workers build. Architects design. Well, they design, but they're over there overseeing the building. Yes. Aren't they? Yes. When it's going up, that's the architect saying, well, it looks like everything's good. Do you want to see what made me chuckle in my text? Because I, I was look, just looking at my phone because Adam sent me that text. And then Hoodie, Jonathan Hood was here. Right. Hoodie sent me a text that I opened up, and that's why I chuckled because that's the text I got from Hoodie. Vince but Evans, I mean, yeah. I played again. He got drafted when? 79? I played against him in 93. No, he would have already been in the franchise. Well, he would have already been with the Bears when because they didn't take Montana because Evans. So that was 79 when Montana was drafted? Yeah, so they so had, Evans would have been here like in 77 he, or 78. He predated him then. <laughs> yeah, I think he played. 100%. He played 16 years. 100%. But I, Vince Evans did play a long time. I played, You're right. I played against Vince Evans when I, we heard Hostetler in 93. Mm-hmm. Vince Evans came into the game. Boy, Vince Evans was still around when you were playing. When I was playing, I played Jeez. against him in 1993. Boy, that's crazy. Yeah. I would not have guessed that. Vince Evans came into the league with the Bears in 77. Yeah. He retired in 90, after 95. Yep. Yep. Good Lord. He played, uh, started 39 games, played 100 games in the NFL. He did miss two years. He did. He was at the... Uh, Blitz and the, the U- Denver Gold. Yeah. Yeah. In the, you, that was the old USFL, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Then he came back. Yeah, and then he came back. So That's they, pretty. I didn't realize you played against him. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that was just a little update from some of the things that Kevin Warren said. I'm glad Adam sent that to me. Thank you, Abdallah. Um, just resetting where we are. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings for a football feast with Miller Lite. We're getting ready for Bears and Packers. Yurko's Keys in just a little bit. I saw somebody else, and I can't remember who it was, making the argument you were trying to make about Puka. Like, yeah. Puka needs, what, 29 yards to set the all-time rookie record, I think? I think he's already passed Jamar Chase, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I thought he—what does he need 29 yards for? I saw, I saw Puka needed, like, 29 yards for a certain record. So there's 1,445 yards is what I believe uh, Jamar Chase had his first year. He had 13 touchdowns in his rookie campaign. Yeah. I wonder what I was looking at. Uh, he needs 28 yards to break— a 64-year NFL record after a standing working season. Let's see what that is, because I don't know exactly what it is. Um, he needs 28 more receiving yards to break a 64-year-old league record. Thank you. I already read that. Uh, the wideout. He's also racked up. Uh, he needs 28 yards in Week 18, the final game of the regular season. Set the record for most receiving yards by a rookie in NFL history. Okay. Yeah. So he's 
just shy of that. That's an that's a long-standing well, who, record. Who's sixty-four I, years? I ago have was no idea. I was just going to say that sixty. Who could that have been? That even would have boy dollar. I mean, back then, like Yurko always says, they basically had one play. It was like just nine routes, basically, right? Well, was it, it, it was you can run nine routes. Um, you, you had the skinny post or skinny post. You had a post, but it was everything was deep down the field, right? So guys then, would have like twenty-two right. yards per catch by the end of the season because yeah. it was just like bombs down the field, and then a guy would stop at like twenty. 24 yards, you know? He'd stop, and then the ball would be coming to him already, and he'd be on right. the spot, and he'd come to him. So everybody's hauling, you know, trying to get deep, and all of a sudden they stop out of nowhere, and boom, they catch him. Here, Bill Groman, an undrafted receiver, has owned the long-standing record since 1960, his rookie year with the Houston Oilers. Yeah. In 1960, Groman caught 72 passes. This is what we're talking about. Think about the average yeah. here, folks. 20 72 almost. passes for 1,473 yards and 12 touchdowns. Yeah. So that's 20, 20 yards catch. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's crazy. The way, and back then, that's, that's just the way it was. So Puka is closing in. And somebody was saying, if he sets a record like that, how can he not be rookie of the year? But that's my point. CJ's going to be rookie of the year. We know these quarterbacks are, in, are, are just, I don't want to say, how do I put this? Not infinitely more important. Like, the quarterback position is the most so important. The last two years, it's been Garrett Wilson and Jamar Chase. Before that, it was the two quarterbacks. Yes. Okay, so that, that's the way it's kind of been in the last Receivers do win it, don't get me wrong. But when running when backs a, win this award a lot, too. More than MVP. More than MVP. Offensive but, Rookie of the Year, you've got a handful of running backs that have won it in the last 10 But years. when a rookie, with paired with a rookie head coach, potentially makes the playoffs. He's won nine games. Like, I don't know. I think it's going to be impossible to give it to anybody other then CJ, by the way, the Houston, um, I almost said the Houston Oilers, the Texans yes. are one of the teams you talk about a lot. It's not good to start 0-2, but you're not dead. Right. They started 0-2. Rookie quarterback, rookie head coach. They win this weekend, they're in the playoffs. They've got nine wins, Yerk. Wow, well, so, I thought if Jacksonville wins, they're in the playoffs. They've got to be a they wild card. They get a wild card. Okay, the, winner wild of card. The, the winner of the Texans-Colts game gets a wild card. And then the winner of that game, if Javel were to lose, will be the AFC right. South champ. And you have neither one of those two teams. You only have Jacksonville. I, I have neither one. Who would have picked Houston to be in the playoffs? Nobody. I wouldn't have picked Indianapolis. I hey. thought they were still in a state of disarray. Yeah, and I never even – I don't think I thought too much about the Colts either. But I definitely yeah. wasn't thinking about the Houston yeah. Texans. Don't you worry. Next well, week, I'm, we're I'm gonna in trouble. Be, we're going to have some festivities at the Olive Garden. You, you, I think I'm going to have COVID next week. You don't eat breakfast. That's what you got to do. Don't eat breakfast. Don't eat breakfast. Yeah. You're going to have a good time I, I, next week. I, I, I don't know how I'm going to. I'm dead. I'm you dead. know how you're going to do it. You're going to you're going to buck up, kid, and you're going to do it. You're going to be a man. I don't even know, like, all the different scenarios I have to cheer for because I'm, like, I've got a lot of teams alive in this wager to get 11 out of 14 correct. But, like, it's like you hitting a five-team parlay. So I have seven teams in. It means I need four more this weekend. And, again, right. I've got a lot of lives. A, a lot of things have to happen. So my point to you then is, so screwed. would you ever bet a five-team parlay? No. So you wouldn't be betting on yourself this week? No. No, you wouldn't. So you know screwed. you're going to be on the outside looking in, baby. I'm so done. That's unfortunate Everything with cream sauces and oh, bastardization of Italian finest, cuisine. The and... finest of Italian foods. Have you seen what I've sent you on Instagram? I, it's hilarious. So, Carm, there's, a, there's a, a guy who's got an Italian roommate from Italy, and he's got an American roommate. I would hope that Italian roommate would be yeah, from Italy. Yeah, he's, he is Italian, and he is from Italy, Carm. He's right? not the Italian guy from Greece. No, he's an Italian guy from Italy. He's living, with, he's living with this guy, and this guy does everything he can 
to irritate the living H. He, he, he put the ketchup on pasta. Disgusting. And, and the roommate said, went nuts. He goes, it's tomato sauce. What do you mean? It's tomato sauce. It's no tomato sauce. It's a, no tomato sauce. It's not a tomato sauce. He put a mayonnaise on something. And he, he breaks the pasta when he drops it in the breaking water. Breaking the pasta. Terrible. The Italian guy's going absolutely bananas. So That's terrible. It's good stuff. There's another one where a, a dude just goes out there in Italy and they watch him do stuff, and the people got their hands over their heads. You know, they're not friends or anything. He just does it in Italy, and he tapes the reaction of everybody as they look on at what he does to bastardize the food. Conan has like Conan had did a thing where he was with his producer, and they were on a trip to Italy, and he's at the cappuccino. They're at the espresso bar, and Conan orders. Uh, he asks for a pumpkin spice latte, and it's the same thing. Like they freeze frame in the background. Yeah. You don't see it when you watch the video, but then they edit and they back it up and they freeze frame the guy's face and they zoom in and the face that the yeah. guy behind the bar, like making the coffee makes when yeah. Conan orders a pumpkin spice latte is absolutely priceless. Yeah. It's so good. That, so that's um, funny stuff, you know. You sometimes you find something and it cracks you up and it makes you laugh. Yeah. But that stuff because you're a snob, you know, you're a little food snob. You're a foodie. You're a foodie and a little bit of a snob. Right? Right? I'm a little bit of a food snob, like okay. I am. I'm, a, I'm very, like, when it comes to Italian cuisine, I'm, like, kind of, I don't know, would you say protective of it, or I'm a little bit more snobby? I mean... Well, well what, what, what you are is... Like, if I took Adam... There's one way to make something. To the know, falafel garden. Right. I mean... And, and then all of a sudden, he sees somebody doing something goofy. You know, like... Uh, what's the... Fa- isn't there a fast food, like, pita place, Adam... What's it called? Well, I don't know what it's called. FFF. Fast food falafel. Uh, yeah, like if I took Adam to that, you know, I think he'd be offended, and I think he'd be a little defensive about his... Preparation you know, of his food. Yeah, like the food he grew From up on and region. what he's accustomed to. Yes. I, eat, uh, I eat fast, uh, casual Arab food all the time. There's, what is that place uh, down the street over here, Chris? What is it called? Olive? Like that place isn't terrible. It's like going to Chipotle though and saying you're getting Mexican food. Mm. It, but th- even Chipotle's exactly not bad is. though. That's but Chipotle's yes. not bad. But to say yeah. that Chipotle Depends. is Mexican food is is wrong. a reach. Yes. Right. To say that olive is uh, Arab food is a reach. That's a reach. Yeah. It's not as offensive because I feel like the food's at least edible. I mean, I get my the finest Italian food I've had in the city or in, in the suburbs or in the city in Illinois is definitely like macaroni grill. No, it's not. Absolutely. Of course it's not. That's the point. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Like, that's, it's the same thing. I got you. Yeah, like, your yeah. goes right. Like, you're right. Like, that, it is. It's a bastardization of yeah. the cuisine, right. you know? Right. And but that's so, why. But it's not like, it's not horrible. It's though. still uh-huh. edible. Yeah. You, you're know. acting like it's not edible. That's a little much. Okay. Well, maybe I'm being a Bread sticks. You get the whole I thing. Breadsticks. I love it. Breadsticks, Chris. Breadsticks. What day are we going? Well, first, let's see. I mean, I got a chance still. But yeah. we'll, we'll, you don't. I know I don't. We'll find a day. You're, you're frosty. You're melting right now. Bring the video friend. cameras. The you sun's need, out. Uh, you're melting, frosty. I think we determined you need a you need four out of five teams to make it, right? Yeah, I think so. So I, out of the Falcons, Seahawks, Bills, Jags, and Steelers, you need four out of those five teams. Yes. To make it, I'm screwed. There's no <laughs> chance. There's no chance. It's over. The dream of, of somehow surviving this bet is over. It's done. It's toast. It's kaput. It was fun while it lasted. You got to admit, though, it's one of the better bets we've done. It is. It is going to be pretty good. I, I think we'll get some good video content out of it too, Adam. At the at the very least. Um, okay, Yurko, you ready for your keys? 
Who is it? It's that time. It's one, what are we? Oh. We're at one sixteen on a Friday, baby. I love it. One week to go. Week eighteen. I love it. Can't believe we're at the finish line. Unfortunately, the Bears come up a little bit short in their hopes to make the postseason. But they can knock the Packers out with a win, so let's get to Yurko's keys to the game. They are brought to you, as always, by the great folks. Edward Doliak Law Group. There you go. one 844 law There you go. What's the question? Uh, Yurko, what are the keys to victory? Carmen, I'm glad you asked. Lambeau Field. 325, Lambeau the frozen tundra Field. of Lambeau Field. Yeah. The Chicago Bears take on the Green Bay Packers, a chance to ruin the hopes of all cheeseheads and their fans and yeah. everything that's going on up there. Another winter of misery up there besides just living in the great state of Wisconsin. I don't know how great it is. And, Carm, these are the keys to the game. Key number one. The Bears defense is going to have to stymie Jordan Love and get pressure on the quarterback. They found a way to get turnover after turnover after turnover against anybody and everybody they've played mm-hmm. here ever since Montez Sweat has come to town. That needs to continue. Dare I say, if there's a wager out there, the Bears will intercept Jordan Love three times. Get out of here, really? Three times. Wow. Boy, that's big money, I bet. If you got to bet Jordan Love three picks. Three picks for Jordan that, Love. That'd be a big return. That's my prediction for the game, but I do predict that they're going to get the rush in the pass and the this, and they're going to get after the quarterback, and I think there's going to be three interceptions for the Chicago Bears against Jordan Love. That would Love. be three times as many interceptions as he's thrown in the last seven games combined. That's right. Key that's number two. Impressive. <laughs> Tevin Jenkins against Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark's in the middle of there, isn't he, Carmen? Yes, Kenny Clark's still there. Tevin Jenkins and Nate Davis against Kenny Clark. I want to see him stymied and neutralized. I want their best defensive player on the interior to feel the wrath of what the Chicago Bears are cooking, not only for this game, but for the rest of his existence as a defensive lineman for the Green Bay Packers. My two guards, 64, and I forget Jenkins, 76. Getting after him, pounding him, ground and pound, pound and ground, ground and pound, pound and ground. Getting after him. That's what I need to see. That's what I want. Key number three. Justin Fields, go deep often. Thank you. Go deep often. And maybe I got to bring Luke Getze into this thing. Let's not be afraid to go vertical against the Green Bay Packers. There's nothing I like better than a 14-play drive that takes each 7 minutes and 48 seconds off the clock. But do you know what I like better? A one-play, 78-yard drive that takes 12 seconds. That's what I like. That doesn't stop me. Seven points on the board. Justin Fields in the offense sitting on the sidelines enjoying their crab cakes and pizza. All right? That's what I want to see. All right. Key number four. I've asked for it all year. I haven't seen it. I've asked for it all year. I haven't seen it. I've asked for it all year. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the special teams, Carmen, yeah. do crap this year. I, although I thought Bayless was a little bit better in the last if game. If there's one thing I would like to see is a pulse and a sign of life. They're like a cadaver that's washed up on the ocean. Okay? I want to see a sign of life out of my special teams. And dare I say, I want a punt block. I want a field goal block. I want a return of some substance. I'm not even going to be greedy, Carm. Okay. I'm not going to ask for a return for a touchdown. How about a return that just puts us in positive field position? 
something past the 50-yard line. There you go. Okay? Catch the ball at the 25. Give me a 26-yard return. That's all I'm asking for. And those are the keys to a Chicago Bears victory against the Green Bay Packers at the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Come 630 Sunday evening, Carm. Love it. Uh, The Bears have three or more takeaways in five of their last six games. Hence hence my key. They've got 18 takeaways Mm -hmm. in their last six games. 18. I can't imagine anyone else is even close to that number. Nobody's doing it the way the Bears are doing it, baby. Remember that. That's why Eberflus is staying. You know that, right? That's why Eberflus is staying. I think he is. I'm not, no. I guess I'm not like 100% convinced, but I think he is. It sure seems like it. I think he's staying. Yeah, I think he's staying. I think all the signs. I read, I read all the signs. I think all the signs are for Eberflus staying. I think there's even a gray area. And when they beat the Packers, I think it's solidified. Well, then that's the, uh, when Eberflus was late earlier this week, I thought it was because he was signing a contract, contract extension or the, uh, the, the coach of the year. What if he was? Well, he's definitely not going to be that. What if he was and he just didn't uh, want to tell Waddle and Silva yet? Like, they'll announce it on Monday or something. Well, yeah, he's like, I signed yeah, last you week. You never know. You never know. I mean, he's got years left on his deal. He didn't sign a two-year one, deal. One-year deal. He's got one year left. Oh, he signed a three-year deal? I, I think that's what it was. Oh, tough it was times when you're a young coach. You know, you got to take the contract. Sure. you got to take. Sure. Somebody else will take it. Well, we'll then. see. If they go into the playoffs next year, well, when the Bears go marching oh, in, oh boy, they'll be good go times. March. Oh, was it a four-year deal that he signed originally? Okay, I thought it was yeah, a three. So he's got two more. Years. I thought Sylvie said you wouldn't want him going into a, a lame duck situation. Yeah, so he's got two more years then. Two Sorry. more with maybe an extension coming on top. Uh, you know, I'm wearing the shorts today, Carm. I know. I know. I, I lotioned up the uh, legs. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you. I got some nice sticks, man. Well, you've got great calves. We've always said that. The Lord has given me. I gotta get the quads and the hammies back, but my legs are awesome. Your 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 yeah. calves for sure. Oh, bulbous, bulbous of beauty, like Telly Savalas's head. Well, for those who don't know who Telly Savalas, let's just go Brian Urlacher's head. There you go. When it was bald before he went and got the restore, yeah. you know. Yeah. Can you unrestore once no. you restore your hair? Nope. No. Can you unrestore? You could shave it. What if he looks? What if he wants to be bald again? Can he unrestore it? It's amazing because Urlacher really looked good bald. He was a great but looking But I don't begrudge a guy. He wants hair. Hey. Best looking ball you know, people. Like Go. Vin Bruce, Diesel. Vin Diesel's good. Bruce you, Willis. You're, you like Bruce Willis. You like older fellas. Um, uh, Bruce Willis. We got Erlacher. Erlacher looked good ball. Michael Jordan's a good looking bald man. Yeah, Michael, pretty good looking bald guy. Louis Gossett Jr. Excellent looking bald Excellent guy. looking bald man. Excellent. I would argue Telly Savalas wasn't a good looking bald man. What made Telly Savalas was the lollipop. Yeah. The lollipop made. Who loves, Who loves you, you, pretty baby? Who loves you, baby? Who loves you, pretty baby? You uh, know? Back when you can call a woman a pretty baby, and she took it as a compliment. <laughs> back in those days. You remember that? Uh, the songs Glenn Miller plays. Songs that made the hit parade. Those were the days. Another good-looking bald guy. Come on, Carmen. Talk to me. Um, Tupac Shakur. I don't know. Tupac so? was a good-looking bald dude. Nice chrome I would disagree. up there. I, disagree. I thought Tupac was a good-looking guy. Stone, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, Steve Austin's good. Who? Some Hayes. Isaac Hayes? Isaac Hayes. The Rock is not a bad-looking bald guy. Yeah, he's all right. Jason Statham. Excellent. Oh, yeah. With the you English got a good accent. One. Yeah. You know? Jason Statham. His new movie I'm going to go see. What it's is it? Beekeeper. 
probably oh. terrible. No, no, no. But I'm no. going to tell you what. No, no, I like the beekeeper. J- Jason Statham yeah. kicking ass for a couple hours. It's beekeeper is like the English version of Jason Bourne. You know what I'm saying? I guess. And, like, uh, who's the guy? What's Denzel playing in his things? Not the enforcer. The equalizer. The equalizer. Yeah, the equalizer. It's all these individual guys that used to be in, you know, one of the big three-letter agencies. Yes. That get tired and just want to do something for the little guy. I mean, I like that theory. That's good theory, you know? Is a beekeeper an actual term they use in that industry? It is. Is that right? It, It is. Huh. I didn't know that. Going through the web, the honeycomb of lies and stuff. Is that what it is? I think it is, man. The honeycomb. It's a honeycomb. That doesn't thing. make any sense. Well, I mean, when you read it and you look at it, look at Beekeeper the movie. It'll tell you what it's called and why it's called there and what the plot ah. is and the whole ball of wax. I wonder if When's that's that like coming a... out. Soon. I've been wanting to go to the theater the last couple of weeks, and there's nothing out. I believe that's coming out soon. And Jason I mean, Statham is a good-looking There ball, is dude. nothing out right now to go see, Carm. I love the theater. Now that you can drink there, too, but I'm doing a dry January, but it doesn't matter. Um, I'm thinking about doing a semi-arid January. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? Jan, Jan 12, next week, yes. you can go. A semi-arid? Semi-arid January. Did you see the thing I put on Instagram where the guy's like, instead of a complete dry January, like semi-arid. The guy goes, okay, we're going to do dry January. And he's yeah. got the calendar, and he goes, he goes, we're going to do dry January with the exception of Fridays. You can drink on Friday. And he right. Goes, and then um, any every other Wednesday. And then he goes in any Monday when there's a football game, and there's a football game next. Like, well, there's one this Monday and next Monday. Okay. And he goes, he goes, and then of course um, Sunday at brunch, and you can have a beer any night of the week. And he goes, and uh, if there's a holiday, you can drink the Sunday before all day and all day that Monday. And so he's got it on the calendar, and it's basically like every day throughout right. January. It's so good. Okay, January. We're 15th. gonna do dry January with the exception of just maybe like these. 17 days. January 15th is a holiday. Yes, it's MLK. Yeah. Yes, yes, correct. And there's a football game that night. There's and there's a chance to drink on that day. Though. Yes, there is. The last playoff game in the wild card round will be that night. Yeah, I, w- I went from dry January to uh, semi-arid January. Semi-arid. Yeah, semi-arid. Dry January to knee-deep in booze January. Is That's the way you like it. So Jan 12th. Go see next weekend. Yeah, Jan 12th. Go yeah, see the I'm going to go see that. That's movie night for me. I'm going to go check that thing <laughs> out, man. It does look, I don't know, I like his movies because I like him kicking ass. It's good. I finally watched Equalizer 3. Eh. You know, I got to stop making them. It's in Italy. Well, that's the last one. I know. I like the daughter. You know, they brought yeah, the daughter in. Yeah, not bad. I, I like wasn't that. expecting that. Yeah. That was not bad. It's a nice little mix how they do it. I think we just ruined that, by hey, the way. Who cares? If you haven't seen it by now, shame on you. We just kind of really botched yeah, that. Who cares? Sorry. I said who cares. I haven't seen it. It's been out for like six months. More than that. More than that. Not I really. It came it. out last summer, didn't it? Oh, I begged it. All right, we just screwed the pooch on that one. Sorry. That was bad. And when she delivers the money to who? All right, stop. That's enough. And, and he told her. That's enough. You'll know why. Yeah, that's uh-huh. enough. That's enough. Uh-huh. You didn't have a tear in your eye? Huh? No. You're such it, a callous But it was very, individual. but it was, like, the end was good. Yes. The movie itself, I was like, meh. Yeah. The end was all right. Well, he's getting too old to be kicking the crap out of the Italian mafia. Oh, I gave something away again. Oh, my God. Well, that you can it. give away. That's I okay. can't believe it. You know? That's okay. Boy, those animals over there, the, the mafia. Yeah. What do they call them, the Camorra? Something like That's that. That's what they call them, the Camorra, Carm. Giving Come us on. all a bad name, all of yeah. us over here on this side. Give, give us a bad, a bad name. name, Carm. Animals. Two pump chump. I don't know who said that. I don't know who said it. I have no idea. Well, I'm not sure what that's kind of I didn't hear it. I got no idea about it. I don't know it. what that's kind of I said you gave love a bad name. But I, and then I continued on. 
But, I, yeah, I finally did see. Uh, I still have to watch John Wick 4, though. I'm, I have not seen John that's Wick 4. The, that's the one you're going to like. Yeah, I, I heard you, it was good. I'm not going to ruin nothing. Don't ruin anything. I'm not going to ruin We already nothing. ruined Equalizer 3. Your son was negative all the time. Well, right? I can't believe we just did that. I want you to stay positive. The climbing the stairs scene at the end of the movie. The, I, epic. Epic? I'm like, just saying epic. Like as epic. epic as Rocky climbing stairs? Or I even said, more? No. I mean, if we're going to go with the top stair climbing scenes of all time, Rocky would be at number one. Do you know when Zetterman and I were in Philly for the, I think yeah. we were there for Blackhawks, it must have been in 2010. 2010, we were there. I've only been to Philly once. That's the only, I don't ever need to go back to be quite honest. You guys were running up the stairs. We did the whole go to the art museum and run up the stairs. You know, uh, those stairs aren't very vertical. They're, They're long. very horizontal. Like, horizontal. Well, you know, not of yeah. course not horizontal. I, that's a, there's not much of a grade. Right. Let's put it that way. I thought it'd be much more vertical, much steeper, much more of a grade. You thought it would be like, like a 12 by 12. It's like easy. A 45 degree grade. That grade is more like 20, 21 degrees. There's nothing degrees. to it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it makes you think. We got to the top. I'm like, Jesus, not for nothing, Sly, but yeah. <laughs> really? You you're on the boxing circuit. You can't run up these I, stairs. The whole thing about that. The, 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 a twelve-year-old could run up those. The whole stairs. thing about that movie is he was thrown up after the first time he ran. You know, and it was he's trying to get in, in not shape. for nothing, champ. But he's going to fight Apollo Creed, right? Yeah. So in the in the fighting of Apollo Creed, he's trying to get himself back into shape because he even doubts himself. Do you remember who he fights right. in the uh, opening scene? Um, uh, I think I have the name. Jake the Milkman Milliman. It definitely no? was not Jake the Milkman Milliman. No? Who did he fight? We should do it as a, we should give away something, Abdallah. Yeah. No, I know. We don't have anything to give away right yeah, now. Yeah, nothing to give away right Didn't now. he fight uh, Spider Rico in the opening Spider scene? Rico. Wasn't that it? Yep. Spider Rico. You're 100% correct. I love Rocky. In your rock. Others. They never would make Rocky today. It's, yeah. a shame. it's a shame. A studio <laughs> would never greenlight Rocky. It's too slow. It's too slow. It's an absolute shame. You know, hold on. Other stair climbing. Good. Rocky's number one in the climbing of the stairs in John Wick 4. Okay. Say he's number five. What other movies have we seen stairs being climbed? Like epic stair That's climbing? an epic stair climbing or epic stair running or something. Is there something, There's some stuff like there's is like there something he's in, in this. He's is, a, is it in the Marathon Man or something? I'm, I'm just trying to. He's in the stairwell a few times in Die Hard. I don't know if that's like oh, epic no. though. Okay, great stairwell scene. Here you go. Untouchables. Yeah, that's good. Untouchable. That's a pretty good one. Got the murder right there, right? Yeah, Staircase at Union Station. Scene. Yeah, murder. And I don't even like that movie, but that's a good scene. Right. That's, that's a good, good call. scene of a stairwell, right? We're yes. talking about stairwell scenes. How well, about... Well, that's not a stairwell. That's in the stairs, like in the Grand Staircase. Terminal right. at Union yeah, Station. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we go with Godfather 2 when he kills the uh, whatchamacallit guy. No. That, in, in the yes. stairs, in the hallway, when he's going into his door, he dims the light. How about Godfather 1? Is that they, one? Don't they kill Bodzini on the stairs coming out of the courthouse? I think they do. There you Bodzini go. Bodzini gets it, I think, on the stairs. Bodzini gets it on the stairs. Yeah. If we think hard enough yeah. and we think long enough, I think we could find great scenes on stairs. Who needs Bears Packers? Let's talk right. about how, uh, the, how we whacked out the rest of the five families hey. in the end of Godfather 1. And, and you know who we we get, don't need uh, you know Bears who, Packers. Do you know who we get on to do the segment? Matt Stairs. Come on. Let's do it. We'll get Matt Stairs on to talk about it. Matt, what did you think about that time when uh, Michael had Bodzini whacked on the stairs coming out of the courthouse? And, and we'll get the golfer Step Straka on. <laughs> Strep, right? How no, long step, before, how long before Rory uh, joins Liv? Not, not long. 
I wouldn't think. Oh, you don't think he ain't got 600,000 reasons to go over 600, there? 600,000. Yeah. Try 600 million. 600 million reasons. It's funny. When somebody finally offers yeah. you 600 million, yeah. uh, your morals change. Listen huh? to the money talk. Come on, come on. That didn't take long, Rory. Yeah, all of a sudden, 180. Holy cow. Well, he's realized the, the hypocrisy of the PGA oh, Tour that God. Brandel Chambly is the only one that wants to defend. Listen, when Brandel Chambly is defending your honor, you know you're in trouble. Okay. When, Brando when a Shepley guy named Brandel yeah. is defending your honor, exactly. you should probably run the other way. 100%. That's good. The advice guy, to live by you. When All a guy your like kids. Davis Love III is walking down the street telling you he's going to kick your butt, <laughs> you know that he's got some problems. If right? someone named Davis Love III yes. or Brandel Chambly were to ever defend your honor, go the other way. He did say they were going to get their fathers to represent him in the lawsuit. 312-332-3776. It's Carmen and York. We are live at Buffalo Wild Wings. On the south side in Homewood, you can win Bears tickets. You can win a $250 Buffalo Wild Wings gift card. you got to come and see us. We're drinking Miller Lite. We'll be right back. The, 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 the Friday football feast continues on the Carmen and Yurko Show. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Homewood. Brought to us by Miller Lite. Crosstalk in 30. Let's get out and uh, grab a few calls. Adam in Boston is back. We went to him. He had, uh, he had hung up, but he's back now, and he wants to talk Bears. What's up, Adam? Hey, guys. Love the Kojak talk. Made me think of my two favorite ball people, Scott Van Pelt and Sinead O'Connor. Very good. Not bad. Not bad. SVP's a good-looking ball guy. Yeah, and for, uh, yeah. Sinead for a chick Pretty much really was a cute-looking ball, ball guy. Yeah. See Scott Van Pelt. Yeah. Cool. Well, two quick things. Uh, all the field talk, I don't want to trade them. But if we do, please, please, please let Ryan Pace and the Atlanta Falcons irrationally overpay for him. <laughs> I can totally see Ryan Pace saying, hey, take a second, a third, B. John Robinson and Arthur Smith mustache. There you oh, go. We want deal. That's funny. Uh, I can't imagine, imagine they uh, include Bijan. Adam, thanks, though. But, yeah, maybe that's the team that you find to get desperate. Maybe some team out there will get desperate and offer the Bears something too good to be true. Look, remember – the feeling last year was, had C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young blown the Bears away, they probably would have traded Justin and drafted one of those two. They weren't blown away in the pre-draft process. Now, that might come back to haunt them because C.J. Stroud looks awfully good. You have another chance at it. Go about the process of evaluating these quarterbacks. If you're blown away, I think it's going to be tough for them to pass, Yerk. I really do. If they're not... Okay, and we'll hope you're right, but then it's going to be much more likely that they hold on to Justin. Well, but if one of those quarterbacks right. blows them away, look at the way C.J. Stroud has played. I think it's going to be tough for the Bears to pass a second straight time. I don't think they have a choice. They're going to have to do their due diligence. It 100%. they got to make it look like they're going to do it. And I, I, listen, if I heard rumors that they were floating Justin Fields' name out there considering a trade with some teams and they're talking about it, which means they come closer to keeping that number one pick. Or identifying it, you know, they'll they'll be working both sides, both sides of the fence, trying to get whatever the best deal is that's out there. Bob's in Rosemont on ESPN 1000 with Carmen and Yurk. Hey, Bob. Good afternoon, fellas. You know, Yurk, I'm uh, I, I, I got to credit you on the Jake Milliman pull on that, but I'm Thank a little you. disappointed. I'm disappointed that you didn't come up with Yule Brenner in terms of a good-looking oh, ball good. game. That's Excellent. It's disappointing to me. Yeah. Excellent well, call. You should be. The king and I. That's right. Who didn't exactly. love you? So Excellent call. Written. 
So yep. it shall be written, so it shall be done. And then that score, you know, I, I've heard your your thoughts, and I tend to agree with you that Eberflus, I think, has done enough to secure his position. But whatever you do with the quarterback position, I, I don't know that I've heard what your thoughts are on Getty coming back. I, I, my thoughts are that uh, Eberflus is going to be put in a Lovey Smith position in terms of his acumen on the defensive side. But I think in order to put himself in good stead with management, particularly uh, our new president of operations, that he's probably going to have to launch Getsy and maybe come in with Greg Roman or uh, or mm. Frank Wright, who both are competent uh, offensive coordinators in their backgrounds. What do you think? All right, Bob. Thanks, Yurk. You want to take that? I mean, is get wow. look? Do you can you change coordinators again? Well, this would be Justin's third. If right. you keep it, him. it would be his in third. four years. It is would, that it would be his, definitely his third coordinator in four years if you plan on keeping Justin Fields. Right. And Reich and Flus, remember, have they got the relationship together? Some relationship, kind of yeah. like uh, we were talking about. Um, you know, uh, uh, not Shane Steichen. Uh, come on. Who's the Eagles coach? Nick Sirianni. Right. Sirianni and Flus have a connection. Like if Flus would be gone, would Sirianni hire him as D.C.? So, but Flus and Frank Reich have a connection one to of, Indy. One of three things. If one of three things had to happen, um, they keep Eber Flus, they keep Ryan Poles, they keep Justin Fields. Only one, of one, of, one of four has to happen. They oh. keep One of four... You, you got to get rid of. If if they had to get rid of one, Out of these and you've four. got at least four, okay. the guy that's most likely to go is Getsy. Yes. If one has to go, and mm-hmm. that's the only scenario that plays out for me in. If you keep Fields, I think you keep Getsy, and you tell them they're married at the hip. They're either going to sink or swim together. You guys are either going to swim to shore, or you guys going to sink to the bottom of the sea. Mm-hmm. You're together. You're locked hip to hip. I think that's what needs to happen when. Uh, Mike Holmgren had that come to Jesus meeting with Brett Favre. Right. That, in essence, was the point. Right. You and I are either going to make this thing happen together or, or we're going to watch this thing fail. Or we're going to, I'm going to be fired I'm and you're going to be I'm somewhere else. I'm going to be else. fired and you're going to be out of the league. That's yeah. the way it's going to work. So let's make this thing happen together. So they got an understanding, played better at the end of 94, really played better in, in 95 and became uh, first of his three straight uh, NFL MVPs. I heard this uh, question on, well, it's too easy now, but I'll, we'll just talk Let me about hear it. Anyway. I was, no, it's too easy now because of what you had just said. But I heard it on Greeny's oh. show earlier in the week. So Lamar is going to be the youngest quarterback to ever, uh, you know, to win his second MVP award. And he's going to be just a little bit younger than the current record holder for that distinction is Brett Favre. Yeah. Brett's the current quarterback who won his second yeah. uh, at the young, he was like, I think Brett was 27 in so and so whatever it is days months uh, and, and Lamar's going to be a little bit younger Mahomes I think is just a little bit older than Favre was when he won his second again that's a quarterback distinction because Jim Brown won MVP when he was like 21 and 22 but you know I mean that was the 60s and Jim Brown was a wrecking crew a one man wrecking crew and Jim Brown won like his first two years in the league year. he was like 21-22 he won right. MVP so for quarterbacks it is impressive you know Favre was that young when he won his second Lamar's going to be a two time MVP Yurko yeah. and the numbers aren't all that gaudy this year but he's no. been good and his team's got this the is, top seed but this is the kind of year where you can win it this is the kind of year where no, nobody really Tyreek Hill slowed down uh, he, Brock Purdy had slowed down. Mahomes didn't have a Mahomes, Mahomes year. Mahomes didn't have a Mahomes year. Dak Prescott looked like it was going for him, and then all of a sudden he was out. Um, it, it literally looks like the year 
that, okay, this is the type of year that Lamar Jackson go ahead and win it. I got another stare movie. I can't believe I didn't remember it. Okay. Vision Quest. Vision Quest. Shoot, yeah. on the bleachers. Yeah. When he's coming up the bleachers. Mm. Vision Quest, That's another good. one. Good one. Yeah. There's got to be, like, some movie with, like, no, stadium stairs that we're not that, thinking of. When you do Things I Hate About You. What's that? Uh, I don't know what that movie is. Yeah. Ten Things I Hate About You. You don't know that? Heath Ledger? I don't know that and, one. And, uh, boy, I forget what her, what her name is. Yeah, you've seen it. Heath Ledger, you have oh, seen it. He sings the song, I Love You Baby, to her while they're in the stadium. Mm. And he's going down. He's going down? Down the bleacher steps. Jeez. Jeez. Well, I don't Carmen. know what kind of movie you're that's talking about. I mean, what kind of a rating are you talking about I here? I, I know what you're know talking what about. Jeez. So that's another one of those kinds of movies, Ten too. things I hate about. I can't place that movie. Ten things I hate about. Pump you. it in. Heath Ledger, when he's a youngster, he's a heartthrob in that movie. No idea. Come on. I forget what her name is. Julia, not Julie Gertz. Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles. I like Julia sister. Stiles. Yeah, she's a good-looking girl. Thank 1999. you. 1999. I don't know. I might have missed this. Like, I was in college. And I, I hate about you. Oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I love him. Of course you I don't know this movie. I would remember this. Hey, you've seen the movie. Because I like the actors in it, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, this is your wheelhouse. I know this is your wheelhouse. I'll have to check it out one day. It's got one of the greatest high school dance scenes of all time, too, I think. No, that's is it like movie. a coming-of-age movie? She's All That is the one I'm thinking of there. Yeah, yeah. different movie. Okay. All together. Yeah, no, it's a high school movie. Obviously, they're in high school, yes. So it is a, uh, you know, kind of coming of age. <laughs> Danny. Danny says, uh, at this point, just ruin the ending of all the movies. Uh, and he says, Inception has a great stare scene in yeah. it. Yeah, Inception does. Yeah. Good, good call by DZ. He mentioned another movie, too. What else did he mention? He mentioned oh, and Joker. Joker. And the Joker, D- when he's coming down the steps. DZ uh, is, it's, it's his turn. Like, the last month, the flu went through the studio, oh, the sick? station. Yeah. yeah, Danny's been out all week at home. He's been yeah. sick. Yeah. Not feeling it, good. Well, huh? I mean, it crushed us. Like, Kaczynski. you know when, he, when the teams get it, too? Yeah. It goes through the teams. Yeah. It takes, like, a three-week period, and everybody on the team gets it. Oh, sweet Lord. It went through all of us. Black had it over the holiday, and I think Abdallah did. I had it through about a month ago. I had a four-day run with it. You know, Just I work, brutal. I, I work with Peggy on Sunday, so. Brutal. And, and Peggy was the start of it. She was patient zero. Patient zero. Start of it. Peggy she, started the whole thing. She said, boom, natural immunity, here you come. Yeah, coming up. I'm, I'm happy. With my, I got good antibodies, though, for the yeah. flu for a little while. I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, coming up, we've got Mike North's bonus play. We've got Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. This is the Football Feast at Buffalo Wild Wings in Homewood. Brought to us by Miller Lite. This is the new home of the Bears. ESPN Chicago. Chicago. Speedubs, it's Friday. It's our final football feast of the year. And you know what to do if you just heard the call to the post. Every Friday between now and the Kentucky Derby. God, this is the 150th year of the Derby. Derby prep races for the three-year-olds coming up here. Well, I think you've actually had a couple. Uh, the Breeders' Cup two-year-old juvenile race ran in November. At the, obviously, at the Breeders' Cup you races. Get, but do you get accrued points for that one yet? Yes, you do. Yeah? Only 10 points for the winner oh, in that one. Well, the yeah. big ones are coming up, right? The big yeah. ones are coming up, obviously. you yeah. got the Santa Anita Derby and right. you know the run-up to that, the San Felipe Stakes. Right. So you got all those stakes out there. You've got everything that they run at Oaklawn, the Arkansas Derby. 
Gulfstream's got and, some coming yeah, up here. The Gotham, yeah, you know, yeah. you got that one up in Aqueducts. You got Aqueduct, you got Gulfstream running. Makes me think of spring. I love well, it. Gulfstream's got the big race, the Pegasus, coming up. Yes. That's the huge That's race the down one. there. That's the million gazillion dollar race. But you've got all your two-year uh, horse races coming. And remember, the early ones are only worth 10. Then you got some that are worth 20, you know, for the winner, and they go on down after that. Then you get the 50s, and usually 50 points if you win that race, you you've in. got enough to get in the Derby. Then we've had a lot of scratches come, you know, come May. You've had a lot of scratches, horses pulling out before the Omaha Beach. Remember Omaha yes. Beach? She was going to be the favorite, one of the favorites in the race that she was going to run in. She ends up scratching right at the end. Let's just think about the Derby when the snowstorm comes next week. That'll, yeah. that'll get us through it. Tuesday. Right. Tuesday. It sounds worried? like Tuesday. What are you thinking about, taking the day off? No. Why? <laughs> if the snow's coming, I mean, geez, we it might sounds like some snow work. Why risk it? Uh, all right. Coming, uh, coming up at the top of the hour, we've got Crosstalk right now. We've got Mike North's bonus play every Friday. Mike's been hot. He joins us on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. Mikey, what's going on, buddy? Well, first of all, it's great to talk to you guys. Happy New Year to both of you. Happy New Year, Mike. Happy New Year, Mikey. And, uh, I mean, uh, this brings me back to proud parents who will be seeing their kids graduate as three-year-olds. <laughs> of course, uh, the breeding shed uh, is what, uh, what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, lot, a lot of people are going to see fruits of their labor. And speaking of fruits of our labor, four and one. Uh, since we were eight and seven, we started September first, beginning of the football season. Decided to go small school about three weeks ago. We were a little stale in the NFL, and uh, we are uh, twelve and eight going into this game. This will be the last one of the year before we get into the playoffs. And yeah, ladies and gentlemen, what's Mike going to do to top what's happened already? Simple. Uh, I don't usually say lock ever. I don't think Carmen's ever heard me say anything. Never, lock, you know. Ever. But if I was going to say something was, which I won't, but I could allude to it, the New York Jets are going to beat the New England Patriots this week at New England. Getting Now, I, they're two and a half. I'd prefer three. Um, hopefully, I think they'll be there, but you got that New York money coming in, too. I went over this thing three times, and, uh, you know, I looked at it, and I go, then you start thinking. They're talking about Belichick leaving. They're talking about a, lo- a lot of other situations there. And like we said earlier today, Carmen, on the odds couple, um, teams that usually need the game or want to send somebody off finish below 50% in those games against yeah. the spread. So it's we'll crazy. see what happens. Yep. Awesome. All right, so Jets is the play. There's the Jets. bonus play. Boy, I can't believe what I'm saying. Jets is the I play, know. guys. It always scares the crap out of us. <laughs> Mike, have a great weekend, buddy. We'll talk to you next you Friday. You Take care. Bye, right, bud. There he is. There's Mike North. He put a great picture. This uh, coming up in March, it'll be five years, uh, five-year anniversary of the Odds Couple. Mike put up a five great... years anniversary, yeah. huh? Five-year anniversary. Nice. It's a good run. Nice picture of me and Mikey back then. Look good at run. That. Tremendous. Let me see that. On Twitter. See? Very handsome photo. Yeah, nice. Five years five. old. Boy, they'd say be, if you were horses, they'd be sending you to the glue factory. Kid. Yeah, well, either that or the breeding shed. Thank like God. Like I always said. <laughs> One of the two. Nine winners of life. <laughs> nine winners in their lifetime. The championship gene. Still oh, trying to break your maiden. Come on. Any games that uh, stick out to you this weekend, no. my friend? No, no. No? Nothing, nothing that sticks out. The one thing tickle your there's fancy. There's one game. One game tickles my fancy. Bears and Packers. Bears Packers. Will you get home at the end of when you and Peggy are done with post game? 
Will you try? Well, see, the problem is it's a late window game. I was going to say, do you really want to get home to watch the Sunday nighter? Are you interested in Bills well, Dolphins? I, I, I always like the Sunday nighter. Yeah. Absolutely. Why wouldn't I like it if it's a nice matchup? Of course, I like pretty good, good one. Uh, Jacksonville, obviously, I want Jacksonville Jayville. against Tennessee Titans. I'd like to see Jayville get back into the playoffs. I know they were there last year. They won a game. They did. And they advanced. The comeback. I'd like to see them get back in there. Yeah, you know, they'll back a winner in Jayville. Yeah. They'll back a winner. If you make good moves and you're competitive, they're going to back you. If you're going to be crap for an extended period of time because you drafted Justin Blakeman and Matt Jones mm. to yeah, play receiver, they, they, they missed and missed. And then didn't and he have, like, they were awful for two matches. Oh, those were yeah. all kinds of problems. Yeah, and Carmen touched his beak here, so I just mm. want people to know exactly what yeah, happened. Yeah, if you're on Twitter, so YouTube. we're acknowledging exactly what a little, may a little bit of that may have been an issue. Oh, yeah, 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 that becomes a problem. But when you miss, 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 now all of a sudden you set your back, th- you know, yourself back three years. I mean, that becomes problematic for you. And then you draft Jalen Ramsey, you have a great year, and then you decide to let him go. Just because he's done like Tom Coughlin. That defense is so good. For and then ultimately that led to Tom Coughlin being dismissed also. Yes. That's right, it did. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what happened. So I'm glad to see they're back. I'm glad to see they're winning. I hope they don't play five games in, in, in England because that's no, still the way might. it looks. They got an owner, Saad Khan. They might. That owns the Fulham Football Club, FFC. They're avoiding relegation this year. Find themselves in the top ten, I believe. Oh, yeah? Middle of the pack, yeah. They're playing some. They won two straight games, five zero five zero. That means you got some scoring going on. Has for he you. like turned that team around or? No, Fulham was Fulham's in, always pretty Fulham's good. Has always kind of been up there. Okay, they've always kind of been up there. They went in the relegated one time. Like, is he doing right better with top. his football team than he is with his football? team? He's doing better with his foot. He definitely team is. Than he is with his football team. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, they're well, never. The Jags gonna, are a weird team. They're never going to win the EPL. No, never going to no, win they're it. They're never going to win it. They, 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 don't, they don't make the commitment, financial commitment. Really? Yeah. So it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Tottenham. It's kind of like Tottenham. So it's kind of like da- baseball. Daniel, Daniel Levy will never make the investment no? in a soccer team to the point where they can be a championship team. He'll invest to the point they can be a uh, Champions League team, right? Mm-hmm. Where they'll be in the top four, but they're never going to win. They'll never have the talent. They'll never have really? enough guys. They'll never spend the money that it takes to win. It's like baseball. Only a couple teams are spending, and the rest don't really commit. Yeah, exactly. They're somewhere. They're more likely to sell a great player. Mm. They sold Harry Kane this year to uh, Bayern Munich. They sold Modric to Real Madrid. Two years later, they sold Gareth Bale to Real Madrid for then a record fee of like a hundred and some million dollars. Mm. So you know, Levy's always good on making investments in players, selling players, making money off players. Also, yeah, right. But sounds a lot like the baseball team to make the commitment to be a champion. Right. Never willing to make that commitment, yeah. and I think Fulham is a, a mid club. That's okay. where they belong. Uh, it used to be Everton was always a mid club. You know, they're just clubs that like to be in the middle. Liverpool's at the top. Manchester City, Man United's not there. Aston Villa has come around. And Aston Villa has made a tremendous investment um, in their guys, in their club, in their people, and who they're bringing in. So Aston Villa is one of those surprises that finds themselves up top again. All right, coming up, we'll cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie. We'll be back in two short minutes, and Kyle Brandt has the final word. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, did you? You had to. Today's final word word. on Carmen and Yuriko. It is time to scream something. I am your quarterback. I am your leader. I am your presence. I am your future. Take those draft picks and shove them.